temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And on our Oakland Hard Jewelers talk and text line, we have with us Ricardo LeConte from WWL Television, Channel 4 here in New Orleans. Ricardo was there for the World Series. Uh, I know Brooke was there for a little while. And then Ricardo took over because it was a long stay. But Ricardo, thanks for being with us. I'm sure you, you're heading back. But, man, what was the feeling? Because it almost seemed like a home feeling advantage for LSU. All you looked at in that stands, it was nothing but purple and gold. Well, you hear the chants, right, Ricardo? <laughs> and it was LSU. loud. It LSU. was loud. I don't know. If Florida, does Florida even have a chant? Oh, uh, Charlie, tell Ricardo this chant you were doing. I love it. Oh, no. It was something that it was after, I think, the 2019 Florida game at LSU where they were doing the, it sucks to be a Florida yeah, yeah. Gator. Instead, of saying, Gator instead of saying it's great. To be a Florida Gator, yeah, the, the Charlie. I said, Charlie, I love that. I'm a student from it. I said, it sucks we knew to that. be a Florida Gator. Yeah, it sucks to be a Florida Gator. Sorry, Ricardo, go ahead. No, 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 it, it's great because being a Florida State grad, we have different variations of that cheer, some that I can't say over the air. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, no, it was it was seriously like Baton Rouge North. Um, it felt like it was Alec Box Stadium because I would say, I, I would venture to say there's probably about 90 to 95% like LSU fans. I mean, they invaded Omaha and everywhere you went when you're around the stadium, if you went to any of the bars, any of the restaurants, it was just LSU. And it's funny, when you talk to the Omaha people there, they love it when LSU is there because they know that they're going to fill out their bars and their restaurants. And spend and money. They, it, it is and spend money, and it is like a big boost to their economy. They love it. They're like, man, I wish we had LSU here every year. I mean, it's, it's been a while. It's been since 2017 since they've been there. So they were like, man, like, I'm glad LSU's back here. We, we, we've got some people spending some, some money in here. But it was, it, I mean, from the chance, from the, the yelling, every time LSU made a big play, it, it, it came across, it probably came across the same way on TV. It, was, it felt like a home game. It was even louder in that, in, in that ballpark. When, when LSU was doing everything right. Now, uh, you know, Ricardo, we were always like, and, and LSU fans, uh, I'd say sometimes uh, they're educated about LSU baseball, but whenever they challenge the coach, I'm like, uh, they, listen, uh, Coach Johnson forgot more baseball than you know. Uh, you you got to slow your roll there. But the one thing, and I think it was a, a fair uh, critique, uh, was the LSU bullpen. Because we've seen at times that all of a sudden they're not number one, and uh, we, listen, uh, Paul Skeens can walk on water. He's like a messiah. 
But then you look after that, even Thatcher Hurd. And I said, boy, can Thatcher Hurd. That's some Hurd, shaky moments there with can him Can Hanny turn it around uh, to be that guy you could count on? Then all of a sudden, uh, how about Ty Floyd? What? I mean, uh, Ricardo, I'm looking at this. Ty Floyd delivered the best start of his life, to say the least. He had a career-high 17 strikeouts over eight innings, tied for the second most in a single game in the uh, College World Series, giving him uh, 27 strikeouts and two, two starts here. He came out uh, touching 98 miles per hour. The adrenaline's flowing. His velocity always held around 95. So, uh, look, uh, Floyd had pitched deep into his first three NCAA tournament games this season. So I'd say overall that you look at the bullpen and they were peaking at the right time because it was always yeah. Paul Skeens this, Paul Skeens that. But you look at the whole staff, and primarily I look at Hurd and Ty Floyd, then I can go on and on. And then like what Riley Cooper was able to yes. give to you. I mean, uh, and Gidry. Look at Gidry. He looks like he's uh, soaking wet, 170 (laughs) pounds. And and then you you look at Raleigh Cooper. I mean, he looks like T Bob on the mound or something. No, he looks more like me. T Bob Slim. Yeah, yeah, T Bob Slim. (laughs) Yeah. But but no, it it was unbelievable, Ricardo. To me, uh, the magic, and you always got to trust pitcher development and where they at, not necessarily to start the season, but to finish it. That, 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 that was I mean, the key. That, that, that was the key to me, uh, why LSU's uh, uh, NCAA champs. 100%. And, and it was a fair criticism. That, or, you know, like that was the worry because we already knew that LSU's lineup was elite with all the bats they had there. But the big question always is, can LSU's pitching hold up when you get to Omaha? And it helped that LSU hosted a super, super regional, and Jay Johnson mentioned this, any FCC ballpark, it's pretty much a launching pad. Like, like you can hit and score, and LSU could score runs at such a high clip that if the pitching is off on a particular night, especially in the SEC, they can make up for it with the offense. When you get to Omaha, that's a bigger ballpark, and it has – and the way teams win, the formula to win there, it's you're not slugging the ball out of that ballpark. You've got to have power pitching. You've got to have dominant pitching in order to win a championship. And LSU needed that part of that to kind of step up. And we hadn't seen that really that much. Or maybe, you know, when you're facing those SEC lineups, like your, bat, your, your pitchers are going to get hit. I mean, there's no question because they've got elite hitters in the SEC. So those guys in that run, like you had Ty Floyd, as you mentioned, 27 strikeouts in the College World Series. He led you know, the entire field with it, it, in that category. Then you get like surprise starts. You have like a Nate Ackenhausen who comes in and, and, and throws, you know, six shutout innings in, a, in an elimination game to, to move on. You're getting guys like that who are contributing. You're in Thatcher Hurd who's getting, in, you know, the biggest start in a game three. And, and after a rough first inning, he comes down and, and shuts down. You, it, you needed those kind of guys to step up in order to win a championship. And certainly LSU got that. And that's the biggest reason. That, that's 100% the reason why, you know, LSU was celebrating last night. You know, and uh, Ricardo, you, you look at it, um, you know, whether you t- talk about uh, runners in scoring position or, or ducks on the pond, and we would get frustrated whether, man, God, we got the bases loaded, uh, we didn't take advantage of this, or you had runners in scoring position, and you look at guys that are left on, they're stranded 30 runners, uh, 0 for 6 uh, with the bases loaded. In the first two final games, uh, we were batting 216, but then all of a sudden it all came together when it counted. 
I mean, I, and we yeah. always remember what have you done for me lately. And to, to me, that that was key. That uh, that how can you finish scenarios uh, when you're playing that if you have runners in scoring position, can you pounce on your opponent? It might not always work out, uh, but it just shows you the better team won because we're able to do that in the final game. Yeah, the first two games in that finals, LSU left 30 runners on base. So they had so many situations. And I even go back to game two. Before that thing got out of hand, they had an opportunity to really blow the game open in the first three innings. They got the bases loaded in each of those innings, but they didn't push across a single run. And you just felt like, man, like when are they going to finally break through? And, and they needed to do that in game three where they, if they had the opportunity – they needed to come through and push across some runs. And, and when they fought in that second inning, you felt like, okay, like, like finally, they, they in the biggest game, they decided, hey, you know what? We're going to finally come through and get some clutch hits, push a couple of runs across the board. And that put the pressure on Florida to, you know, like now you're, now you're playing catch up. And, and it kind of like reverses, like reverse the roles of what happened in game two. But, yeah, definitely, when you come up with those clutch hits in those situations, LSU hadn't done it really well in those first two games, but in game three, certainly they did that. And, and, that's, and that is a yeah. big key why, why they won. Ricardo, I think about it, the defining play here, and if you can capsulize it, Trey Morgan's pitch to Malazzo. On the, on the, on the squeeze on, bunt. On the squeeze bunt, and Malazzo makes the tag. And to think about if that play doesn't happen – you, we're not talking about no national championship well, the here. The thing is, you playing like one zero feels like ten zero because considering who was pitching, you had two dominant major league pitchers, and one run is unbelievable. Considering for Trey Morgan to come up, it was almost like he was running the option in football. I, I, I probably he probably didn't even play football, brother Martin, but he's like coming for the pitch and he throws it to the catcher and Malazzo, and then you get that him was out. only one way he could get that ball to him. Right, no, no, at, at that point you got to charge it and catch it. And you got to flip it right quick. And Malazzo makes the tag. Make, makes the and tag. So I think when you look back at that's it, what a team of that, destiny. That's when it shows. Sometimes there's a player too that really defines that team, that's one of them. Yeah, no, and that, and, and you're right, because that was such a huge play because you've got Skeens and Louder pitching lights out. So, right. really, you get one run, it feels like an eight-run lead, right? Right. So, and, and when they talked about that play, and Jay Johnson talked about that play with, with Trey Morgan, he's making, like, this is an instinct play, and it's kind of like, all right, so they kind of practice it, but he's got to have that, that instinct because he's rushing in, and if, that, if he doesn't make that catch, there's no one on first either. Like, this is, like, he's out of position completely to make that play and do that flip. So it's like one motion where you're, you're, you're catching it, you're flipping it, and everything kind of has to go right. And, and to execute it like they did, that was the play that saved, you know, I would say that saved LSU's chances in that game eventually went on to win it but but yeah that that was one of the big biggest plays if they look back we look at the championship dvt of like things that happened uh lac season when they go you know recap the college world series that play is is, is one of those big plays now uh you know ricardo when you look at uh history now this is uh, you young uh, you're young enough i should say so you can look at like whenever you win a championship uh you can reflect back 
uh, going back to Skip Bertman and all, 91, 93, 96, 97, 2000, 2009. But considering they were coming out uh, of the loser's bracket, I mean, uh, and, and the adversity and who you're playing, wouldn't you say that this is in the conversation for sure one of the greatest LSU baseball championships ever? I mean, it's not the first time it's happened. Uh, I think it might have happened in 2009. I, I got to look back in my notes. Uh, but but it, it's happened before we come out the loser's bracket. Uh, but, but, but other than that, I, I mean, to me, like I told Mike, I said, ah, if they win this championship, they would have well earned it. Because uh, of who you had to beat, Tennessee, Wake Forest, Florida. And, and, and you consider their pitching staffs overall were better than your pitching staffs. <laughs> How the season progressed. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it is. It's very impressive. And and I thought that bracket two of that side when you mentioned Tennessee and they had to play Wake Forest. Um, it, you know, like that side of the bracket was was really tough. And remember, like Wake was the number one team in the country heading into the NCAA tournament. I know LSU occupied it for most of the year, but the Demon Deacons were number one, and they were supposed to be the complete team. So so. To beat them, and then Florida, who is like your prototypical SEC team, like if you took a mirror and you just like put it with LSU and Florida, like you couldn't tell the difference. If you swap jerseys, they look like the same team. Right. Um, like they they had a tough road to get there, and 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 I think you know if you're looking at the previous six champions championships and looking at some of the teams in the makeup, and you look at the makeup of this team, I, I really like the makeup of this team in terms of. All the upperclassmen, all the guys who are three-year, four-year, five-year guys who stuck around, like a Cade Beloso, like a Gavin Dugas. Um, you have talented guys like Trey Morgan. Then you look at the guys who are eventually going to be in the major leagues, like like Dylan Cruz is going to be a top three, top five pick. Paul Skeen's the best pitcher in college baseball. Like the makeup of that team, it right. it, it, it's, it goes down as probably one of the better, or one of the best college baseball teams you've probably seen. And when we look back five, ten years from now, we look at Oh, look at all these guys who played in the majors. Look yeah. what they had. Look at the run they played, and especially the guys they played because they played against future major leaguers in this college world series. It, it is it's very it's well, not only an impressive run, but it has to be one of the best LSU teams probably ever. Well, without a doubt, no it, 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 let me tell you, Ricardo. I look at like I'm a Todd Walker fan. Okay, I love Todd Walker. Uh, what he accomplished. Uh, you see him on the SEC Network. And he's probably the greatest positional player ever in LSU history until Dylan Cruz got here. Uh, okay, uh, th- that's why. Okay, if you just weigh everything. And look at Ben McDonald, uh, 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 how, how okay. he is. He's ben looked McDonald as the greatest pitcher. And then, and then Paul Skeens. So it's like I know one and one A, but it's like almost up. How can you not acknowledge Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz? Even as great as uh, uh, Todd Walker and, Paul, uh, and McDonald was. I mean, right? Is that right, Mike? I mean, come on. I agree with you, Ricardo. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And Bud, we're waiting for the early Super Bowl in college football. LSU, Florida State. Listen, you got to leave that FSU back home. Come on, you know where you at. Well, 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 uh, well, well, well I was going to say, you guys are coming to Orlando. You're coming. You're coming to the Sunshine State. So you know, it's it's. 
No, it's a playoff game like before we- the playoff starts, Ricardo. I truly believe. <laughs> I believe it. Thank you, Ricardo. Appreciate it. But Thanks for all the work, and Ricardo. This is a good mojo, and Mike. I'm telling you, the LSU Tigers in football and the Saints will have success because what happened yesterday, last night. I'm Thank- telling you. I, I hope know. so. No, Thank I- you, Ricardo. Appreciate I- I'm po- it. That's what I think. I'm, I'm positive mojo. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy right after this break. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.